What up, OGs? Welcome back to another episode of the OG Sessions Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Usher. Let's get it started. Do you want more OG Sessions? Well, check out the OG Sessions Patreon. This is going to be your home for all OG Sessions bonus content, live streams, Patreon-only chat community, giveaways, free merchandise, and so much more, man. And we're even doing a bonus episode on there every single month that you can only see if you're a Patreon member. So if you haven't joined yet, head over to patreon.com forward slash OG Sessions, choose a membership that's right for you, and join the conversation. Now back to the episode. What up, OGs? Welcome back to another episode of the OG Sessions podcast. Today... We've got a very special guest in the building for episode 33. Y'all, I'm super pumped on this episode. Please welcome my friend and creator of Generation Jaguar, Jordan DeLuga. Happy to be here, man. Dude, happy to have you set up. I love it. You're doing a great job. I appreciate it, it, brother. Um, And I appreciate you supporting the podcast and checking it out and stuff before you came in. It's definitely been a journey so far, and I'm really happy to have you in for this episode. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk some Jags. Yeah, some Jacksonville. Most yeah. of my uh, most of my listeners know how big of a Jags fan I am, so um, they know how excited I am for this episode. And uh, most of them don't know that I was actually a Generation Jaguar member in the early days. So it's going to be a super cool episode. Yeah, catching up. Yeah, for real, for real. So um, let's go ahead and give the listeners a brief background on yourself and kind of how you became a Jaguars fan. Yeah, I just became a Jaguars fan, like from childhood right the jaguars started playing football in 1995 i was born in 91 so i don't really remember jacksonville without the jaguars and that's kind of the idea behind the name gen jag generation jaguar you know people that grew up in jacksonville not knowing anything but having the jaguars having an nfl team in the city exactly so i've just i don't know it was one of those things where one day i think i was like six or seven and i just it was my mom says it was like a computer download of like all the different sports and football information and stuff in my head. That's so and, funny. Uh, yeah, just I've always been a fan ever since then, ever since I was like six or seven, been obsessed with stats. And I like back in the day watching um, ESPN Classic and oh, all yeah, those man. games and stuff. And yeah, I've just been a huge sports fan my whole life. And so, so you're born and raised in Jacksonville. Yeah. Well, I was born in Tallahassee. Okay. But I was only there for a couple of months while my mom was in school. And then we were in Jack's my whole life. And then the only other place I've lived is going back to Tallahassee for a little bit. I was at, at, at FSU, oh, okay, but I'm cool. a Gator fan. So it's all messed up. Oh, no way. Is <laughs> yeah. that just cause like your parents are Gator fans and you're yeah, well, my, my mom went to FSU. She doesn't really care about sports, but my dad went to Florida and he's a huge football fan. So that's just kind of how it went. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Do you cover uh, any of the Gator stuff too? Or no, I've, I've dabbled in it a few years back um, with river city rogue, which was another like small local, uh, news outlet, alternative news outlet um, that we were doing, but I'm more of just a fan when it comes to the Gators. Yeah, and I am a Jaguar fan, huge Jaguar fan. Obviously, that's what I've, that's where Jin Jag came from. But when I think about the Jaguars, I think about them more in a uh, obje- not it's not objective, objective, but just in a realistic way. Yeah, like exactly. I look at the Gators. And I'm just full fan. It's it, I don't have any like real good insider analysis or anything like that. But when I look at the Jaguars, I think it's from a much more educated and and I've just been working on growing my my name and uh, my understanding 
of the NFL, the way it works, you know, from front offices to coaching to the players. I just want to have like a, a really good grasp on what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Because then that's what I share with everybody who reads the content and listens to the podcast or watch the videos, whatever. I just want to be giving the best and most accurate information I can. Yeah. And have an opinion that's informed. So you sound like, you know, at a young age, you knew you're like, okay, I, I know my passion is it's the Jaguars, you know, Pretty much. what you enjoy doing. Did you know that, or did you ever really think that there was a possibility that you, this could be the way that you make money in the future? I mean, I always wanted to do something that had to do with sports, you know, writing or commentary or whatever. What were you doing before this? Uh, well, I graduated from UNF in 2014 and I started Gen Jag in 2015, but I was just doing the writing at first. And then, you know, we did the, um, the fan group because a yeah. lot of people were like, let's do tailgates and let's make merchandise and all that stuff. So we were doing that, but it just started as a, an outlet for me to write yeah about the jaguars and um and when you're doing it in that format like where it is just an outlet for you to write like is there is there a lot of ways to make money through that because i'm not too familiar with that space because i know obviously if you're a writer for like espn or the jaguars like you know the jaguars organization you probably yeah. do make a good amount of money but when you're an independent writer like that like how do those guys make money because a lot of them yeah. you see so many people doing it at the time and for me the website, the writing on my own website, jinjag.com, that hasn't really made any money. Uh, the merchandise sales and the membership stuff, the membership wasn't really very profitable. I but... was a, dude, I was, yeah, <laughs> continue. I really want to get in with that too because, yeah. um, that was just more for people to enjoy and it wasn't really about making which money. we the did. Merchandise, <laughs> which the merchandise we did. does well. Um, but yeah, I never made any money off of like ads on the website. That's how people, if you were starting an independent um, blog or whatever, and you wanted to make money off the website, you would go through like an advertising platform that puts ads on your website. But that can be tough if, if you're not like getting a ton of views and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I definitely, if I was going to give advice to anyone that's out there that would be wanting to start, you know, covering something or writing or talking about something i would try to go into the video and podcast realm instead of just writing i think that's where the world is headed with content and and it's just easier to get a following on youtube or whatever and start making money that way and people support you and feel like they know you more yeah than just 100%. writing like, yeah so that's what i would recommend for people that's the direction i've shifted to and obviously you you've got that going on too so yeah um, and i feel like it's also you know a little bit easier now with like today's technology like as a you know me and you can come in here and we can have like actual genuine conversation as opposed to like you know back in the day the interview era would be like i would send you some questions then you'd write back and you right. could have days to come up with your answer you know but it's like on here it's like genuine conversation like how you feel in the moment type thing, which I like as well. Yeah. Um, but I do enjoy reading the blogs that you have to write, man, because they are, you're really intelligent when it comes to the Jaguars and you really do know what you're talking about. And I feel like just through reading the blog, I'm like, oh damn, like I didn't even realize that we had, I didn't, I didn't even know this guy was on our team, you know, and he's like a sleeper, a third stringer or something like that. And you're yeah. like, damn, this guy's actually got some, some, you know, talent with him. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of players, especially like, well, I mean, throughout my lifetime, there's been so many players that have came through and I thought that they were going to be that player. I thought they were going to be like that, like 
Barry Sanders at like just go player that's going to be amazing, and then they come and they're just kind of like end up fizzling out or yeah, whatever. A lot of that's had to do with um, coaching, you know, organizational structure or lack thereof, and um, then some of it also just has to do with the person. Yeah, and it's gonna not be- just the player, the person that the player is, oh, yeah, and yeah. how they approach things and their relationships within the organization. We all know what happened with like Jalen Ramsey. Oh my um, God, dude. Telvin Smith. Guys like that. Yeah. yeah. Telvin Smith. So yeah, there's, it's gotta be very some... difficult to cover the Jaguars because <laughs> you know, there's so many, I mean, well, first off not having the Super Bowl ring is always going to be that like very common hater yeah. stab that they're going to take at us, you know, Absolutely. and not even having the Super Bowl appearance is hurtful too. But, um, you know, a lot of people, it's one thing about the Jags is it's like it builds loyalty. You know, you got to get used to like what right when you think you're going to do really good, you that might be the season when y'all go, you know, three wins maybe, yeah. you know, and there's certain things that happen. Like, I mean, last year, man, I was I was on the 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 bandwagon for the Jags, man. I was like, oh, we're going to the Super Bowl this year. We're, we're <laughs> And I say this every year. You know, I always have high expectations for the Jags. But yeah. I just felt like Urban Meyer, I felt like he was going to be a good decision. I thought that, like, with Trevor and the team was so young. And I was like, oh, we're going to do great. And then it's like by week five, you're sitting here looking at this dumpster fire. And it's just like as a fan, it's sometimes so difficult to, like, go through these, like, same motions over and over again. And I can only imagine you being someone who's like, in detail like covering them yeah what's funny about it is like i always i I just did it i compare like how i view the gators and how i view the jaguars how i view the view the gators is more how like you view the jaguars where like you just can't imagine like i everybody's hyping up anthony richard richardson the gators quarterback yeah yeah i'm like the gators haven't had a good quarterback in 10 years there's no way we're gonna have a good quarterback yeah. Or, I mean, since Will Greer, at least. Yeah. But so I look at it through that lens. But the Jaguars, I mean, I also believed that if Urban Meyer came in and, and worked his ass off like he did at Florida and Utah and all the different stops he had, that he would figure out and grind and figure out a way to win football games. 100%. Yeah. But he didn't come in with that attitude. He came in, he was lazy. Yep. He was disrespectful to everyone in the building. Yeah. Like no respect for coaches, the coaching staff, the players, you know, just other employees of the Jaguars around the building. Um, he just, he was a fraud. And it's unfortunate because, you know, there was so much investment in him from Shad Khan, the Jaguars owner, from the city getting hyped up uh, for him being here and Trevor Lawrence being here and all that. And it's just a shame that he didn't, give it everything that he needed to give and that he was not who he presented to be. Yeah. And it yeah. kind of seemed like he, I mean, he had a huge opportunity to really take this team and run with it because yeah. he had a really, I mean, besides um, ETN, I mean, he had a relatively healthy team and you know, our line, our lineup wasn't a one by any means or anything like that. You know, it wasn't like super stacked, but he could have won some games if he wanted to. He could have really came in yeah. here and made an impact. And especially being so close to home with the Gators that right down the road, it's like, come on, man, this could have been a great story if he would have came in here and really made some noise. But yeah. um, when when they did let him go, let me just say I was the happiest man on the planet. I don't know about you, but when they kicked him off, I was just like 
dude, thank God there was so much drama from the minute he got here. <laughs> and just like what you were saying, it's like he never really applied himself. You could tell he wasn't locked in like he was at all the other places he coached at. Yeah, and it is different being able to recruit players in college. You don't get to do that in the NFL. You can't just stack your roster to be like up here and your opponent is down here. That's not how it works in the NFL everything becomes a lot tighter from a talent perspective. Even like the most talented team in the NFL versus the least talented team in the NFL. It's not that big of a gap no, with talent. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with just uh, putting the right people in the right places and having the right chemistry and all that. And of course, getting the most talented players helps. But That's mostly because of that salary cap though, right? Because, you know, you've got like MLB doesn't have a salary cap. Right. So for them, it's like they can, that's why the Yankees are so good. Yeah, I think they might year. have established some sort of cap, but it's like, I don't really follow. Yeah, I don't follow but, them yeah. either. Yeah, but it's because I, I think it's great that they have that, though, because then it's like, you know, like you were saying about the NFL teams, like you might have, you know, like the Browns back in the day when they were absolute garbage, like there was still some superstars on that team where it's like, it, if you're in college and the Gators go to play Lafayette or something like that, it's going to be like 10 superstars on one team and then maybe one like maybe semi-star. One yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's such an interesting dynamic to go from college to the NFL, which I can only imagine would be difficult in itself anyway. Yeah. And that's a big reason a lot of college coaches don't succeed. Just they don't realize they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. And they exactly. don't know how to figure it out before they fail. Yeah. And before they, uh, you know, with urban just treat everyone the wrong way don't put in the work all that yeah exactly i want to um i want to dive into what you were saying in the beginning because um you know like i said i was a gen jack member i think it was it might have been the first year was the year that you guys were right there on duval in the corner of that brick building yeah that that was awesome wasn't it was that the first year for you guys i don't even remember if that that was either the first year or the second year okay because i um, I think it might have been the first year it might have first couple years because i remember me and my dad we were only uh season ticket holders for uh three seasons and i don't even remember how i first heard about you guys but i remember the deal and i think correct me if i'm wrong i think it was like 25 dollars, and you get the t-shirt all the stickers and goodies and everything came with that and then the tailgates which were yeah. absolutely insane it was like unlimited beer and unlimited like was <laughs> yeah you can Maple eat and drink for free yeah like we were or... doing metro diner oh yeah biscuits, metro yeah. diner biscuits and it's like dude that was first off if you were to do 25 dollars per game i, I would have paid it yeah. you know what i'm saying and even my dad i mean my dad was a huge drinker at the time and it was like dude going to the game and being able to like $25 for a season, you'll get your money back first game, you know? <laughs> yeah. Were you making a lot of money off of that? No, I wasn't. And it was just one of those things where I didn't do that part of it to make money. I was just trying to have, like, you know, people that were all like-minded, you know, Jaguars fans that grew Build up here and, yeah, do do that sort of thing. So, yeah. And uh, that was a lot of fun for Dude, a long time. Those were the years, man. A little old for it now. You know, once COVID started, um, that was – you know, obviously a reason not to put the membership package together that year. Of and, course. And so 2020, 2021, um, not doing the memberships and not doing tailgating and all that, it just gave me a lot more of a lot more enjoyment during the season, not having to put everything together for the tailgates and for the membership packages and just like focus my energy more on creating badass merch or, or focusing on, um, you know, covering the team more and, and just being able to focus on things that are a more profitable, but B I enjoy more. Cause I, 
I got burnt out on the tailgates. It, it was a lot of fun, but doing it for like five years, dude, I could only it imagine was a lot. being in your position because yeah. I, I mean, me and my dad, we just show up, right. you know, and it was like just from our point of view it's like everything was so well put together you had the like full merch table you had everybody handing out alcohol and then you'd even had a couple sponsors out there right like yeah there would be different people that would come out like you know car vodka or i know jax's rad came out people from canine social came out there was just different yeah and it it was always a cool vibe you know and there was always a ton of people there too and so it's like but me and my dad would always joke around we'd be like leaving after you know each of us having like four or five beers each and then you know you know stomach's full we got yeah. our gen jack t-shirt on we're like how the fuck does this dude make money and it's it funny was not off of the tailgates <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> it's it's super cool would you is that ever something that you know maybe down the road you'd want to bring back maybe if um i was in a position where i could hire someone to manage that and me not yeah because you would be having it. to cover the game right like on yeah. social like because you would tweet and stuff i'm sure like throughout exactly. the game so you got the tailgate, you're trying to make sure everything is going smooth for that. And then you got to also be tweeting. You got to also be like, you know, covering it on the blog and stuff. And yeah, it's it got to, too much. And trying to watch the game. So <laughs> it's like, would you, did you ever go into the stadium when you would do those or was Yeah. You, okay. Yeah. I would usually just head right in as soon as we broke everything down. Yeah. Yeah. God, dude, so, that was, it's, it's such good memories of the signs, man. Even though it was like 110 degrees every time, it was yep. fun just rolling up and, the biscuits are hot the beer's cold man it was a great way to start the game yeah i loved it don't get me wrong it was some of the best times i've had and i wouldn't trade it for anything but it's just but you can tell you've been putting your time into other places now like a lot of your time especially with the merch tell me a little bit about that because when you first started i mean the merch was already badass like when you guys had to lock down the bank shirts Mm -hmm. and stuff which i have one of those in my closet in the um and just i mean all those different designs you guys had but now some of them y'all have are like really do you do all the graphic design for those so some of them i do myself and then usually ones that are like more complex um i'll work with local artists and stuff like okay that. yeah okay because i mean dude they're looking good man some of those shirts i'm like damn these are these are fire and i've I, like from my standpoint i would imagine that it's difficult to make a clothing brand around the jaguars because there's only so many things you can't do obviously you can't use a jaguars logo right correct? yeah so it's you know you can't use their logo you can use jaguar related stuff but it's not like we're you know i don't even really know what team would be a good one to use an example but i mean actually any nfl team like you really only have like teal gold and black or like your main colors you can use and then something with a jaguar on it or jaguar print you know and um they're good colors though aren't they oh dude they're great (laughs) colors bro better than being like you know, I mean, even if you were orange team, like, and brown, orange and brown, brought up the browns. Earlier. Yeah. Or if you were like the Steelers, man, it's like, I, I don't, I mean, I don't mind wearing red and black or I mean, uh, yellow and black, but like having to wear yellow and black, like all it's the pretty time, bright, like, pretty dude, bold. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even like Raiders colors or something like that would be, but we, I, in my opinion, I think we have the best colors in the NFL. Yeah. And best completely unbiased opinion. Oh no, no. Yeah. Completely unbiased. Yeah. I, but our, I mean, our color rush, man, I remember when we first unveiled oh, the our, mustard, uh, the mustard, dude, I was like, <laughs> no, everyone was talking shit about those. I love the mustard. I don't yeah. know why they were just, it was like, so, so random, you know, it was kind of like how the Seahawks have the neon green. Yeah. And I was like, I love that shit, man. It was really cool. Yeah. They were, they were a statement. That's for sure. And now, now that we switched over to the teal, I think it, fits the team a little bit better but yeah it still it still looks dope you know yeah i love teal it's a great color 
I mean, objectively, teal is a great color. Oh, yeah, exactly. I don't think anybody can deny that. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I, I just draw inspiration from different things when I'm talking about uh, putting together t-shirts or hats or whatever. Um, like, I think the hat I'm wearing, yeah, that's like inspired by old school college logos. Yeah. And then just different random things just pop out to me and I'm like, oh, I should make a shirt. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I should make a hat. And most of it's just stuff that I would want. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of like-minded Jaguars fans to me. You know, we all grew up rooting for the Jaguars and a lot of people are in Jacksonville Jaguars fans. So I just think a lot of people identify with the way I think about things as well. And like, if I want it, usually a lot of other people want it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And it's, um, it's funny because, you know, with the Jags, like we were talking about before, it's like, we have had those seasons where we're literally dead last and it's like, or if we're not dead last, I was going to say, yeah, we're the last two or last three. And, um, that happens frequently around here. And, does that affect you and Generation Jaguar? Like, does that affect your sales or does that affect? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, most of the time that Generation Jaguar, Gen Jag has been around since I started in 2015, the Jaguars have been pretty horrible. Yeah. You had the one good year in 2017. And then people were still hyped at the start of 2018. They started out three and one. They beat the Patriots at home and yeah. got revenge on the, you know, for the, Miles Jack down. Yeah, they they did that thing, and then of course they fell apart after that. In that, but, I feel like that just to like touch on that season because I remember that so vividly, man. Yeah. It was like it felt like that's all that they wanted from that season was just the revenge against the Patriots. Like because as soon as they got that, the next game we came out god awful, yeah. and it was basically every game till that we never really had momentum. You know? I was at that next game too in Kansas City. Um, my wife Kara, her family is from kansas city she was born in kansas city um so we went out there for that and oh, it was so just cool. brutal yeah it was raining uh, i think blake bortles had like five turnovers yeah. it was just crazy and it sucks like being the away team fan because you're in especially in a place like kansas yeah. city where it's so loud and you're like you go in there you're the away team fan and obviously jags fans don't travel very well right we can barely even travel to our own damn home it <laughs> <laughs> um it, it dude that's got to be brutal man that being in that position yeah it wasn't bad because everyone was friendly like kansas city's midwest you know you hear midwest nice it's like a real thing people out there are just more friendly than like if you were traveling to new york which i've done that as well I'm going to see them play against like the Jets and Giants and places like Northeastern fans are just not the nicest, but yeah. Midwest fans, they were super friendly, super nice. Um, and seeing Patrick Mahomes and, and that stadium, it was electric. It was like a college atmosphere. It was, it was pretty wild, but unfortunately at the Jaguars expense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and um, that happens so often, man, with the Jags, like, you know, sometimes whenever, we might be doing so hot and then we go over to the West coast or we go up North somewhere and it's just like, who is this team, man? It's like, they don't even look the same. And um, I'm sure every team kind of goes through those phases, but since we watch the Jags every single week, it's like, we notice it more. Yeah. And um, every fan base has their own little feelings and like, you know, they feel like, Oh, we always do this terrible or, you know, national media hates us. Every fan base has those same feelings. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably a little bit more real for Jaguars fans. You oh, know, yeah, one winning sure. season since 
2007, I think. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. And you said you play fantasy football as well, right? Yeah, I used to be like way bigger into it. Now I just kind of focus on our main league. Yeah. It's like pretty yeah, decent that's what I money. Do too. It's like a $200 buy-in. So uh, I don't try to get too distracted with any other leagues, but yeah. I'm still into it. Are so you far. see my biggest problem with fantasy is it'll be like round three, four, and I start looking at Jags. Trevor Lawrence. Too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude. Or yeah. I did I did a mock draft a couple of days ago and um and it was a twelve man league and I think in like the third round I ended up choosing ETN. And like looking back on like then I ended up I like halfway through the thing, I'm like looking at some of these running backs that are going in like round five, six, and I'm like, dude, I should have never taken him that early. Well but, he has a chance to yeah, really bust out this year. I think he definitely does. Yeah. I think um I think that he in the preseason has definitely shown that he's healthy. Yes. And that he is strong and he's gonna be a great do you do you think he's gonna have like full control of that number one spot at running back because James Robinson last year, bro. I mean, you can't just yeah. kick him to the curb. I don't think he will have full control of the number one job. I think, I mean, if you look at the depth chart, James Robinson is still first on the depth chart right now. Oh, really? Yeah. And so I just think it'll be um, how they're using them. Like, I think they're going to try to use James Robinson more early downs between the tackles type of running. And you could see them on the field at the same time too, right? Like once James Robinson's healthy, you could see ETN lined up in the slot, things like that. So that's a really good I do think um, duo. Yeah, I think ETN third round, maybe a little early, but I think he's going to end up having a big year and yeah, and really turning some heads. The one thing they need is the offensive line so far through the preseason and the run game hasn't been clearing up a lot of holes. Yeah. You see ETN, he's looking really good, but then you look at his yards per carry, it's like not that much. Three yards per carry. Exactly. Which of course, that's not how I judge running backs. That's how I'm judging that offensive line though. Yeah. He's looking really good, but then you look at the stats, you're like, how's he only averaging three yards per carry? It's because he's getting hit in the backfield. It's because there's not a lot of room to work with. Um, so that's always been something that we struggle with, man. I mean, it's yeah. We've I mean, never, for a while we've, I mean, there, there's been times where we've had really good alignment on the Jags. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. it seems like every year it's like a consistent struggle of like the line. And if it's not the O line, then it's a D line, yeah. you know? And, and typically like what I've just through, like, like what you were saying, like being a Jags fan, um, I really started covering them or not covering them, but like following them super hard and like die hard watching their game when I became a season ticket member in like mm -hmm. 2015 or whatever. And it seems like we've always been like defense dominant. Like we've always had like a solid defense for the most part, except for well, last year wasn't <laughs> except for last year. But like, you know, when we had Puzlesny and then Telvin Smith, and then like, we always seem to have like a pretty stacked defense and stuff like that. And then our offense was always the one playing catch up. But this year kind of seems like we've got actual weapons on offense. Yeah, there are some weapons. I think, um, you know, Zay Jones, who they brought in, a lot of people were critical of that signing, you know, giving him $8 million a year, which is, that's starter money. It's not elite starter money, but it's yeah, starter money. For sure. And uh, he hasn't ever really proven that he deserves that, but they brought him in, they had faith in him, and he's their starting outside receiver, you know, Marvin Jones on the opposite side, Christian Kirk moving around a lot, and people were critical of that signing as well, how much money they gave him. Yeah, I was per I was personally kind of surprised whenever that came yeah, out. Yeah, I was surprised too at the amount of money. Yeah, when I made my list, um, you know, pre free agency, like which wide receivers should the Jaguars be targeting? Christian Kirk was on that list. I thought he would get about thirteen million per year. 
he got 18 million per year so yeah. that was a lot more than i expected me too for sure but um you know that's not really gonna negatively impact the jaguars when you look at uh how they're built that contract's basically a two-year contract they can get out of it after that yeah and um they're of course they don't want to have to get out of it exactly. they want them to earn that money and and stick around and then you've seen all these wide receiver contracts balloon after christian kirk yeah and it was like it was it's almost like do you do you think they should have waited maybe a little bit longer and like seen some of those other wide receivers go off and be like oh okay Maybe he's not really worth this eighteen million well, a year. I think when you look at it, every day, every day that passes since the signing, that deal looks better and better, in my opinion, because really? so many other receivers are making so much more than him now. True, yeah. Um, you know, when he signed that deal, I think he was like the third or fourth highest paid receiver, and now I think he's around fifteen. Yeah. So, like, you know, every every contract that gets signed by a wide receiver that's more than Christian Kirk's makes his deal look better and better for True. the Jaguars. The reason it was such a big deal is because it did kind of elevate the receiver market. Well, if Christian Kirk's getting $18 million and you're Tyreek Hill, how much do you think you should be getting, right? Amen, exactly, yeah. yeah. So, so I bet some of those other wide receivers were stoked to see that 18 oh, yeah. mil deal come out, man. Imagine just being all them, like, hit the group chat, like, all right, boys, we're getting paid today. Cause yeah, and then a- if you're, like, thinking about it, like, big brain, like, the Jaguars – cost a lot of other teams a lot of money and that could be beneficial towards them in the long run yeah that's that's very true yeah it does kind of set the standard for like that position group yeah which is super cool let's go ahead and take a quick break and um we'll be right back absolutely Alrighty, y'all we are back with jordan delugo man i'm enjoying this conversation so far one thing that i wanted to ask you was um you know being someone that like covers the jags i mean obviously you don't work for the jags but do you ever kind of try to uh, how do I put this? Like, make it so. Like, do you ever try to make the fans like? Let's say the Jags are having a terrible, terrible game or a terrible season or whatever it is, and they look so bad. And there's a million bad things to say about the Jags. Do you kind of try to keep that like positive outlook on it so the fans don't give up hope? Because your market essentially is right. Jaguar fans. Yes. So that is a great question. When it comes to the analysis part of it, I'm trying to keep it a hundred. So like. I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything. I'm giving you my honest opinion, whether that's good, bad, or or otherwise. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, you know, and try to try to make people be hopeful about things they shouldn't be hopeful about, or or exactly. too, or too down about things that they shouldn't be too down about. Like some fans, um, you know, this franchise has been snake bit for a long time. People can get pretty pessimistic. Sometimes they're overly pessimistic about a situation that they don't need to be mm-hmm, 100%. Um, just because they've been burned so many times. So I try to keep it level headed, you know, keep it 100, you know, truthful, honest opinion. And it's gotta be difficult for you because, you know, like you said, you are so passionate about the Jags. So it's like when they are doing super bad, you probably just want to get on there and be like, Ah, like, like for me, dude, I was all over Twitter whenever they uh, retained Trent Baalke. Yeah. And I was like, and I saw, I mean, all of Jaguars Twitter was going crazy over that signing. And you don't have to necessarily tell me exactly how you feel about that. But like, I'm sure you I was see. honest about it. Yeah. How did I mean, you, how did you feel about it? I think anyone who was around that situation, um, fan, analyst, you know, pundit, otherwise, whatever. Everybody said that Trent Baalke should go. Mm-hmm. I agreed with that at the time. Um, and I still, I still wonder how it will play out with him long-term 
But when you look at the draft classes he's brought in the last two years, you look at how his relationship is now being um, grown with with Doug Peterson, mm-hmm. bringing Doug Peterson in, uh, who's a Super Bowl winning head coach, a really uh, a good guy and, and a him, good bro. coach, um, an offensive coach, you know, former quarterback. He's done a lot with a lot of quarterbacks in the league as a coach. Uh, so I, I do think things are trending in the right direction for Trent Baalke. But at the time, that doesn't change what what was transpiring at the time. You know, everybody was – or not everyone. A lot of folks were, were talking about, you know, Baalke. The last five coaches he worked with got fired after the season, right? Yeah. Um, so it was reasonable to be critical of the job that had been done from Trent Baalke and, and from the entire Jaguars organization. Um, it's also reasonable to be a little optimistic about what's transpired from a personnel uh, and talent acquisition over the last couple of years. You brought yeah. in Trevor Lawrence. You made a bold move bringing in Trevon Walker with the first pick, and he looks like he looks like the first pick now he when does, he's out there yeah. on the field. He looks incredible. Um, you, you made some big free agent splash signings. You drafted a lot of other players that were – maybe not the consensus pick at that spot. And uh, they've they've bet on themselves in a lot of ways. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. And Trent Baalke is at the center of that. And then you, he, you bring in Ethan Waugh as his assistant general manager this offseason, who he worked with in San Francisco for like 10 years. Oh, so that's perfect. And so you further probably, in my opinion, when you do that, you further um, cement – Trent Baalke being the GM of the future. Yeah. Like, I don't think you bring in a guy that that is in Trent Baalke's, you know, friend group, basically. They work together for 10 years. They have a great relationship. I don't think you bring him in unless you feel confident about the job that Trent Baalke's doing. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I like Ethan Wall a lot, and I like what Baalke's done over the last couple of years from a talent acquisition standpoint. But, yeah, I was still on on – you know, team fire him after last season. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of people weren't. I think it was also just, you know, you look at a guy like Trevor and you just, you you almost like feel bad for him because he had had, what was it, three losses before he came into the NFL? Yeah, something and, crazy. And it's like. In the first month he yeah. already. <laughs> yeah. yeah, first month he's already had like more losses than he's had his whole career. And yeah. there's all these different things that go into it. And But overall, I mean, I think a lot of people on the beginning of last season, they were thinking they're like tank for Trevor or, or, or two seasons ago. Pardon right, me. They were right. like tank for Trevor. It was just like everybody wanted him. So with him going out there and getting Trevor, I think that was a really, really good move for him. I'm loving the way Trevor's looking this preseason. Oh, one thing that I wanted to ask you, um, cause I went to the preseason game on Saturday. Okay. Um, where's DJ Chark? I looked him up and I guess he's, he, they gave him away or something, but he just totally slipped my mind. Cause last yeah. year he was injured. So, right. I mean, he didn't get a lot of playtime, obviously, but I had him on my fantasy uh, three years ago, and I was like, dude. Yeah, I'm a DJ Chark fan. I think he's a really cool dude. I think he's a good guy, a hard worker. He's been a little bit snake bit with injuries in Jacksonville. Yeah. And so I think I, – I don't know this for sure, but I, I believe based on what I've heard, I think he wanted a fresh start. Okay. Um, and his rookie contract expired after the 2021 season. The Jaguars didn't really make a push to bring him back. Is he in Detroit now? I yeah, saw he's okay. playing with the Lions now. So yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, and so he's he he hasn't been super featured on Hard Knocks. You know, the Lions are on yeah, Hard Knocks yeah. this year, but um, I think 
that's a good situation for him to be in. I think so too. And and, and if you know if he wants a fresh start, then I think that it's good for him to go and get one because he's not the type of guy that he was never a bad character like how you're saying in the yeah. Jags locker room and stuff. And he always seemed like he was a great team player all around. So um yeah i think it's good that he had a fresh start but man that boy could catch some balls that's one thing that yeah, i miss is fast he, as hell fast as hell and he he had ups too he, yep. could, he could moss anybody which was super beneficial to have especially with a guy like trevor where he likes to sling it which i saw a lot of in the preseason game which was really good to see honestly from coming from the Bortles era and then yeah. you, went, you know it's like so many different qbs we've gone through i'm just like yeah honestly i think if chark didn't get hurt there's a good chance that he's still here yeah, I totally agree. I totally but agree. It is what it is. And people start sometimes talking, that yeah. just happens, you know, it just doesn't work out in a certain place. And it's not the player's fault. It's not necessarily the organization's fault, although they certainly haven't supported all of their players uh, to the full extent in recent years. I think they're doing a better job of that now. Bringing yeah. in Doug Peterson, like I said, and, and he's a great um great communicator and players coach so like i'm not sitting here saying like it's going to be all sunshine and rainbows but you at least have a professional someone who's going to treat everyone with respect he's going to know when to push know when to pull back a little bit and um just you know how to lead a team and how to effectively communicate with the, the people in the building yeah dude i love doug peterson he just seems like such a respectful guy and just a really solid head coach all around you know yeah um one thing that I was, you know, there's there's a lot of things about the Jags right now that I'm like super stoked on. Like our wide receiver group looks really good. Our running backs look really good. Our D line looks really good, especially it with does. Josh Allen looking super healthy. Yeah. Um, you know, there's always that one, one or two like players that end up going down like halfway through, or you know, not halfway through, but sometimes like first couple of games. Sometimes even in the preseason. Yeah. And which position group do you think? we would be able to afford kind of losing like a main player. Obviously QB, it's like we'd be freaking – actually, we might not be completely screwed, but, um, you know, which position group do you think we got the most wiggle room in that sense? Yeah, that's interesting. You brought up the defensive line. That might be the spot that yeah. you're okay. They don't have like a ton of depth, but I think because there are so many different pieces on that defensive front that are quality pieces – if you lose one of them, maybe you're able to overcome that. I think you could probably afford to lose a receiver. That's what I was kind of thinking about um, too. And it just because I think if you really had to rely on Jamal Agnew as like a featured, you know, starter, yeah. I think you could. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't think you want to because you value him so much on special teams. But uh, you know, Jamal Agnew, I think Lavisca Chenault, if he's like your nickel. I mean, not nickel. You're um, your slot wide receiver. Yeah, I think sure. you could deal with that. Um, I want to so, see a lot more from Lavisca Chanel this year, man. Yeah, that's for sure. I, some I, people are talking about him maybe competing for a roster spot, like not being locked wow. in. So we'll see how that all plays out. But yeah, I really want to see him do well because he's such a big body guy too, and like he's he's when he's when he's on, he's on. And yeah, he looks he's really uniquely good. talented. Oh, for yeah, sure, for like sure. Six one, two hundred twenty, two hundred twenty five pounds. He's he's a big boy. He is for sure. Um. What do you think happened to Lambo? Everybody's kind of got their own little theory of what may have happened to Lambo, but I mean, he was at one point like shit, the best kicker in the league in my yeah. opinion. It he was, was the like, most accurate kicker most in football. Ac yeah. From and, like 2017 to 20 
19 or 2020, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. Super long field goals, man. And then it was, was it as soon as, or I don't even remember exactly when it got really yeah. bad, but it well, got, he had a hip injury yeah, in 2020 right. that cost him some time. And then he tried to come back from it and it got re-injured. And then you get into the 2021 off season and Urban Meyer comes in. And I don't know if physically it just wasn't there for Josh Lambeau anymore. Mm-hmm. Or if it was more of a mental thing, kicking is such a mental position. Oh, yeah. I mean, football in general is so mental, but kicking especially. Yeah, I'd say you get the yips, right? Yeah, exactly. Kind of like golf or whatever. And uh, And then they try to like, dude, when it's when it's like the game winner and they ice you, that's in those moments, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I could never be a kicker and be there in that moment where it's like game on the line and then they ice you. You got to be so mentally strong. Dude, you have to be able to just like not hear anything just like to tune everything out and just go and do your job which has got to be so difficult in that setting yeah i'm sure it is i've never had to do it obviously but you've seen some people are able to rise to the occasion some people are not and i'm not saying josh lambeau didn't rise to the occasion i don't know if it was the physical or the mental or it's what just so with sad him. man like he was he was like the, our guy for the longest time and he was so good and yeah. it was just like it was a guaranteed make every time he was out there on the field basically you know yeah and he was funny i like a quirky personality he yeah. fit in with jacksonville duval very well um, so it's a shame that Had that Minshew energy yeah it's a shame it didn't quite work out um long term but he gave he the playing, jaguars some really good years is he playing anywhere now or is he no he's not on a team right now and neither is matthew wright who was the jaguars kicker for most of last year yeah i, I almost i was kind of surprised that we didn't give him another chance too i mean it's not like he did anything super spectacular but yeah I, I wouldn't say he was a bad kicker by any means he was fairly accurate for the team last year and then um i, I really think the bottom line was heath farwell the new special teams coordinator came um, from buffalo they had a great special teams unit under him but i think he wants a kicker that can get the ball out of the back of the end zone or close to the out of the back of the end zone on kickoffs Makes matthew sense. wright could not do that Definitely Even not. though he was pretty accurate and made some long kicks for the Jaguars, like field goals, uh, he struggled on the kickoffs a bit. But Heath Farwell and the Jaguars plan to this point doesn't look like it's worked very well because Ryan Santoso is the only kicker on the roster and he just missed half his field goal attempts last week. And yeah, so I don't know where they're at with kicker at this point. It's a super interesting position because the Jags have always like before uh, way back in the day when we had um, Scoby. Yeah, yeah. It was like Mike Hollis Mike, and yeah. then Scoby <laughs> and then Lambo. Yeah, you just had studs upon studs, and it's 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 big shoes to fill whenever you come to Jacksonville and you're going to be a kicker. And we've got um, our punter right now is a stud, yeah. dude. Logan Cook. Yeah, yeah dude, he's, he's unbelievable. A, he's an absolute stud. And um, I I was watching NFL Network a couple of days ago and um they were like comparing him to some of the like best kickers in the league i was like Dude, yeah this is crazy and he um, is up there i mean he, he's really good <laughs> he really is and he's got a leg on him too which is great to have on on punts obviously yeah um you know i one thing i really want to get your take on is this schedule man you know some people were saying this year they're like this is going to be one of the easiest schedules in the nfl that we have and then i'm looking at it and i'm just like like what we were talking about before we started the podcast you know, some of these divisions that we're going to, these aren't like pushover teams by any means. Right. And um, the Jags have to prove themselves. So I've got a copy of the schedule right here that I wrote down some of the games. And I just want to get – take a look. A, you know, just your quick opinion on yeah. some of these games, man. Um, Obviously, week one, we're going to Washington. Yeah. How do you see that game turning out? 
taking on the Commanders, taking on Carson Wentz, who Doug Peterson is obviously very familiar with. Yep. You know, 2000, excuse me, 2017, Wentz was playing like an MVP MVP candidate before he got injured. Yep. Nick Foles comes in, they, they go to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. So they have a long history together. Um, I think it was really interesting that Washington made it a priority to go out and get Wentz this offseason after Philly – you know, said enough after Indy, after one season said, nope, we're going to pass. Washington's like, okay, we'll take him. Uh, I I look at that game. I think it's a competitive game. Amen, I yeah. think they're well coached. The the commanders are. When you look at Ron Rivera as a good coach, Jack Del Rio is their defensive coordinator. No way. Yeah. Oh my God. I didn't even know that, dude. That's crazy. It's, yeah. It, it's kind of weird. The Jags never tried to bring him back. Well, I think things didn't end. Very oh yeah, well. true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. True. Yeah, and I don't think he would want to come back to it's, Jacksonville. It's not like I don't think that you know they kind of learned from the Tom Coughlin situation. I think and maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe Just know better. Let the past but stay that, in the past. Exactly. And I, then their offensive coordinator Scott Turner, who's a really good play caller, in my opinion. They've got talent, um, but when you look at it, I, I think Doug Peterson is a better coach than Ron Rivera, mm-hmm. and I think. Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. 100%, yeah. Um, Chase Young, who's probably the biggest name on the Washington Commanders, he's not going to be able to play in that game. He's still recovering from a knee, I believe. They've ruled him out already, so that's helpful. They still have a talented defensive front and team as a whole, but I I just look at Carson Wentz, and I think that the Jaguars can – get the job done in week one i totally agree yeah but it and could be cl- it could go either way I, yeah like that's i think it's going to be a great game to see where we're at for sure because yeah. um like you said like with carson wentz dude he's i was a huge carson wentz fan when he was in philly dude i thought he was kind of a stud to be honest with you and i was kind of mad when the jags were like pa- passing on him and stuff like that and it's like yeah but um then like you said he goes to indy and you're like okay this maybe isn't all his cake that's be so it's going to be interesting to see what he looks like in washington yeah, I think since he came back from his injury in 2017, he just hasn't quite seemed like the same guy upstairs. He's been a little fragile mentally, I think, a lot of people talk yeah. about. I do and love Ron so, Rivera, though, bro. I think he's a great coach. And I was yeah. I was wanting us to get him whenever he was available. I was rooting for him. And, yeah, um, I think he's a quality coach as well. For sure. So next, so uh, week two, Colts are coming to us. You know, I'm writing that bad boy off as a – automatic win just because it's the Colts at home but where are you putting this at on that yeah game? it's hard to imagine this team starting 2-0 and after what you've seen the last couple years but the Colts haven't beaten the Jaguars in Jacksonville since 2014 no way I didn't know it was that bad so it's been like seven six or seven straight games in Jacksonville oh and the Jaguars God. have beaten the Colts um I really I think the Colts are the best team in the Jaguars division in the AFC South you know, bringing in Matt Ryan mm-hmm. and uh, surrounding him with a little bit more talent. And they, they added Unique Ngakwe I saw that. on the defensive line. That's going to be a very interesting. And Gus Bradley is the defensive coordinator there. Yeah, oh, we're no. just playing all of our <laughs> former coaches, right? Um, Dude, it's going to be a little reunion week one and two. That's crazy. But keeping Unique Ngakwe with Gus Bradley, uh, I think he fits really well in, in Gus Bradley's system. And they brought over Stefan Gilmore, mm-hmm. who's been one of the best cornerbacks in the league. He's up there in age now, but still a big upgrade for them. They are without um, Darius Leonard, who changed his name to Shaquille Leonard this offseason. Oh, wait, did he really? Yeah, so he's Shaq Leonard now. Oh, no yeah, way. So I, didn't, that, I've I been, didn't know that. That's funny. 
you know, trying to make sure I'm getting that right. And he's I a big time player too. Do. So yeah. it's like, yeah, it's, it's but either. he's not going to be able to play in that game either. So you're getting a little lucky at the front end of the schedule with some of the defensive stars on your opponents not being able to play. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I mean, in a vacuum, I look at both of those games and like I, I think the Jaguars win them, but then. Am I really going to predict the Jaguars are going to start two and zero? Exactly, that's yeah. kind of difficult. Right? Yeah, and that's what I'm looking at. I'm like, kind of. Part of me wants to just like throw one of them under the bus and be like, okay, no, we got to lose one of these. It's yeah, the Jaguars, come on, you know. And um, but hey, and they're are... both hotly contested games, right? Oh, like, for sure. I don't think the Jaguars will be favored in either of them, you know, from a Vegas odds perspective. But uh, I, I think I would be surprised if they don't start at least one and one. Yeah, for sure. Me too. Um, week three. We're going to San Diego. Or, yeah, we're going Los to Angeles. Uh, Los Angeles. I was about yes. to say, I was like, wait, that doesn't sound right. That gets me all the time, Dude, too. Man. So we're going to going to L.A. to play the Chargers. I I'm, I think this is going to be another highly contested game. I think it's going to be a close one. But I see us winning this game as well. You know, I think that the Chargers have lost a couple of players over the past couple of years. And I do think Justin Herbert's a stud. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, and he can sling it, dude, for sure. But, you know, we've got players on defense this year. I think that I, I can see us winning that game as well, honestly. I can't. Really? Uh, the Jaguars struggle so much on the West Coast. And until Facts. from an organizational standpoint, they show me that they can really go out there and do it with regularity. Uh, I'm not going to feel confident, even if they were playing, like even if the Chargers weren't a team that was expected to compete at a high level this year, yeah. I would still be like, they know. looked really, they looked really good last year, man. That's yeah, for sure. and they Herbert's were... a stud. They they added Khalil Mack. Um, oh, did they? Yeah, they. Oh, I did not know they, that. They also got got J.C. Jackson from the Patriots, a really good cornerback. I think I think the if the I'll put it this way: if the Jaguars go out and beat the Chargers in Week Three, all bets are off. I mean, yeah, I'll be like over the moon if that happens. Yeah, honestly. exactly. And that that's that'd be thing. crazy. They do struggle a lot on the West Coast. I think Doug Peterson being like the guy, the guy that he is, I think he's going to help them just kind of stay focused and stay like a little bit more solid. I'm keeping my high, my hopes high for that one. Week four, we're going to Philly. Yeah, that's another one where it's like every week we have something Would really be, interesting. And God forbid, like obviously, I'm a, I'm a Bama fan, so for me, like I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan too. Yeah. So. Um, you know, God forbid he gets injured or anything, but wouldn't it be funny if we played Minshew at yeah, starting QB? That'd be that, crazy. That would be crazy. But I, I mean, even going. just Jalen Hurts playing against Jalen Hurts, like Doug Peterson's last year in Philly, they drafted Jalen Hurts and he coached him for a year. So true. Either way, it's interesting. And just returning to Philly, like he's going to take on the Eagles. He has a freaking statue outside of the stadium. <laughs> he's the yeah. only coach that's ever won a Super Bowl there. So that's going to be a crazy matchup. I'm mean, Philly. They're one of the favorites in the NFC right now. Um, you would look at their ro roster and say the weak point might be Jalen Hurts, even though I don't think he is a weak point. I, I think, think he's so a good either. young developing quarterback. There are some limitations in his game, but he's got great athleticism. I think he's a good leader, hard worker. So that that's a tough one. That I, is a very I, tough I don't, one. Emotionally, that's a really tough emotionally one. too, it's like Doug Peterson. I mean, that's that is it's very be so Yeah, weird. like that's gonna be hard for him, man, because I mean at one point you know, I mean, for us, it's like, we hate Philly. We don't give a fuck. You know, we expect Doug Peterson to come here and feel the same way. But it's like, for him, he's probably like, dude, this is home at one point. Like, these are my yeah. friends and family he's going to, you know, go fight yeah, against, essentially. He know? wasn't only the head coach there. Like, before he became the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, he was there under Andy Reid. Oh, really? And so, like, he was a coach there for for years as an assistant. 
Wow. So yeah, and then came back, head coach, won a Super Bowl, made the playoffs three times. Yeah, so that's going to be weird. And I, 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 I hope nothing more than for him to just go there and absolutely just beat the brakes off of the yeah. Eagles and show them it's me that got y'all all the success. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, week five, Texans come here. How are you seeing this one go? So that's another one, kind of like the Colts. The the Colts haven't beaten the Jaguars in Indy. Mm-hmm. Or, excuse me, in Jacksonville since 2014. The Jaguars have not beaten the Texans since Deshaun Watson's first game in the NFL, 2017. No way. Yeah. Oh, my. Wait, so we haven't beat them, like, at all. Anywhere. At all? Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. So um, <laughs> the Texans, Ooh, like. That's tough. When you're talking about getting the Jaguars out of the gutter and becoming a respectable organization, I think it starts with taking care of business against Houston because they're not as talented. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. not as far along. Um, and so I think you look at that game as a must win and they should win yeah 100 percent. they should win i totally agree yeah especially with it being at home it's like this is going to be your first one of your first home games of the season you know it's just kind of like it seems like a good idea to come in here and just win good against them not make it a close game like get a couple touchdowns ahead and just yeah i mean a win is a win right of course but i agree with you you kind of want to come out and make a statement against the Texans, especially since a division opponent you know yeah week six we're back at the colts do you see this one going similar to the same way the first game against the Colts? Yeah, did, uh... I mean, the Jaguars almost beat the Colts in Indy last year. Yeah. Um, they got down 17 nothing early and then kind of stormed back. But uh, a late Trevor Lawrence fumble uh, ended up sealing that deal for the Colts. So I think they're going to split with the Colts, whether yeah. it be, you know, the Colts winning in Jacksonville, which, again, they haven't done since 2014. Yeah. Or, or whatever it is. I think they're going to go one and one against I the agree. Colts this yeah. year. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, Week seven, Giants come to town. This one's going to be super interesting because you've got the two young quarterbacks, obviously, going head-to-head. But I personally, I kind of favor the Jags in this one, like roster-wise. I think yeah. we've got more more weapons than the Giants have, in my opinion. Well, I think if you asked Brian Dayball, the Giants' new head coach, would he rather have Trevor Lawrence or Daniel Jones? <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. You know the answer to that question. Um, I would say, 100%, I think yeah. you ask anyone in the league yeah. who they would rather have. So, yeah, I feel good about that. I think that game could go either way. Cause you know, giants fans are looking at that game as well. Like, Oh, we should win that game. It's exactly, Jaguars. So yeah. that's one of those ones where it's definitely Luckily up in the air, here. but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's in Jacksonville. Um, uh, I, Brian Dayball has never been a head coach before. Um, you know, he was blessed with getting to work with Josh Allen for the last you know, however many years it was, three or four years. Um, and I just don't think that the Giants have that same type of talent level as the Bills. Yeah. It's going to be a big difference here. Um, I do like some of the things they did in the draft and in the offseason, but I, I would I would pick the Jaguars in that one right now, but I wouldn't feel great about it. Yeah, exactly, 100%. Week 8, Broncos come to Jacksonville. This one. London. Oh, it's London. That's the London game. Oh, yeah. no way. Okay, yeah, that's the so London game. Wow. So this is going to be even more interesting because yeah. I, I personally, I've got the Broncos as kind of like an underdog this year. I think they could make a really good step. Yeah. In the right direction, and I think they're going to be a really hard team to beat. Especially, I mean, London is kind of like our second home, you know. So it it's is, not yeah. necessarily like a a bad thing for us to go there, but um, we're not going to have that like true home field advantage and. I think that'll be a really interesting game. How do you see that one going? 
Yeah, it's tough. Obviously, the Broncos just lost Tim Patrick, uh, one of their good receivers for the season, unfortunately. But they still have other weapons. They still have a good running game. Russell Wilson comes in. Yeah. Um, they're they're kind of a wild card. And Nathaniel Hackett, their new head coach, was a Jaguars former offensive coordinator under yeah. Doug Marone. So more connections there. Um, I think – I think that game could go either way. I would pick the Broncos right now. Yeah, I, I'd probably go same way with that one. I, I know that the Broncos are going to be, especially with like Russell Wilson coming in, man. Yeah. It's like they're going to be a, the team to beat next year, I think, one of them at least. Yeah. Now, if that defensive line plays how it's been playing, the Jaguars, I mean, yeah, you know, they yeah. could they could make it really difficult for Russell Wilson. For sure. We'll I, think they're, I think they're on the same level for the most part. I think it could go either way, like you were saying. They're both yeah. really close in competition. Um same division Raiders come to town next week and this one's actually in Jacksonville right yeah. um this one I think will be a really interesting game I'm 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 kind of you know high on the Raiders I think the Raiders are gonna do pretty well this year but um it's kind of like similar some not as good as the Broncos I don't see them being as good as the Broncos are gonna be so I think if I we, agree with you if we could take take care of business against uh Denver then I think when the Raiders come to town we should be able to do the same thing yeah, it's two tough matchups, though. So yeah. I think if you split those, you would be feeling pretty good. For sure, for um, sure. You know, Devontae Adams, he ain't no joke. Uh, last time he was in Jacksonville, he ripped your hearts out. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that was 2016, maybe, 2017. Yeah. yeah. That was um, bad. So that could go either way. I do agree that the Broncos are better. I do like that that game is in Jacksonville. You know, Raiders having to travel to the East Coast. Yeah. Um, I think they'll split with the Broncos and Raiders probably. And I, I think, think you'd feel really happy about that. I think, yeah, I totally agree as well. Um, week 10, we go to the Chiefs Kingdom where you've already been. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't, I, I, that would be, for me, that's like if they beat the Chargers. I mean, that's even more impressive than if they beat the Chargers. And yeah, in my opinion, I'm like, if if we can go, if we go in there and beat the Chiefs, then Super Bowl. That's the next thing I'm <laughs> yeah. looking at because it's like, it, especially at home for the Chiefs. I yeah. mean, that's like one of the most difficult places to play a team at home. Yeah, and especially since they've been so dominant over the past couple of years, it's like I don't see that one going in our favor. I don't either. Yeah, no. that that one's uh, gonna be a tough it's one. An easy one to pick. <laughs> All right, and then week eleven. This one's going to be super interesting. Ravens come to Jacksonville. I'm a huge Lamar Jackson fan just because I too. think he's so athletic and I, I play fantasy and I love having him on my fantasy team. So yeah. it's like, I I don't know how I feel about this one, man. I think that we could put up a little bit of a fight, but I also see an L for this game as well, I think. Yeah, that's just one of the more stable organizations in football. Lamar Jackson's one of the most exciting players in football. Uh, they were decimated by injuries last year, mm -hmm. and uh, I think they're going to get back to their winning ways this year. It is good that it's in Jacksonville. Um, I don't think the talent level between the two teams is, like, crazy different. Yeah. But uh, I'd have to take the Ravens. It's just, yeah, me too. That, and that's, at this point. And I I think that if, like, what we were looking at, if the Jags came out and they beat the Chargers, then maybe they beat Philly too or the Broncos or something like that, then, like, maybe I might take the Jags, you know, yeah. in that game. But but right now, we don't have any of that exactly, to draw off of, Exactly. So, so just right looking now, at it now. I would definitely go Ravens as well. So week yeah. 12, we're going to Detroit. And this game could be really interesting. Obviously, Marvin Jones. Yeah. That's going to be a cool little – yeah, and Homecoming. Jamal Agnew played there as That's well. That's right, yeah. And, of course, DJ Chark's up there now. Oh, and Mark Brunel is the 
Lions quarterback coach. No way. Yeah, that's crazy. This you know what schedule is. Just that's loaded. so weird, man. Because I just saw, I saw. So he's not doing. So he's not in Jacksonville anymore then. Right. Because I saw that there was um some like Episcopal thing that happened, and they teamed up with the Jags or whatever it was. I didn't see Mark Brunel in the picture, and right. I was kind of wondering, like, okay, so he's in Detroit now. Yeah, quarterback. Wow, coach. that's dude. That'd be a great man to have a quarterbacks coach, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I think so. Whew, that would be that's that's a good pickup for them, but um. Kind so, of tough for us. Yeah. On paper, I think the Jaguars are better. I think Peterson is a better coach than Dan Campbell. You know, look, God bless Dan, Dan Campbell. I love the guy. <laughs> yeah. He's so entertaining. He's like a walking meme. But yeah. um, I think Peterson's a better football coach and, and Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback. Me too. And everything else is probably pretty close talent wise. Remind think. me, who is their new quarterback now? I totally forgot because obviously. Jared Goff. Okay, Jared. Yeah, Goff. they traded Stafford over that's to the Rams. Right. They gave back Goff. That was um, a that's a that's a that's a really risky trade in my opinion. I'm not. I was never a huge fan of Jared Goff. I never thought that he. Yeah, me neither. Um, I think he got really lucky with his draft class because there wasn't a lot of options. So he yeah, Carson Wentz was the only other exactly. guy, and I thought Carson Wentz was a better option in the draft. But neither of them has really panned out. Become what you would want from a first round pick long term. Uh, I look at – I think that game is another coin flip type of game at this point, but I would take the Jaguars even though it's a, it's in Detroit. It's not like a super far uh, – travel. you're not traveling to the exactly. West Coast, right? Um, I just think talent-wise and coaching-wise, I think the Jaguars are, are a step ahead of the Lions even though I do like the direction the Lions are going. I do like their energy a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the Jaguars are a better team. Yeah, I think that'd be an embarrassing one for us to go up there and lose for yeah. sure. I don't, I don't think that's... They do have a great offensive line, which is a little, you know, people don't think about Detroit and having a great unit anywhere. Yeah, They do have a great offensive line, so that could be a lot of good on good with the Jaguars' defensive front versus their offensive line. True, it could yeah. be a really interesting matchup. Yeah, I think that'll be good, especially since it's in Detroit. will make it interesting as well. Yeah. So um, then the next week we're going to Nashville. That's going to be another interesting one, obviously, because, um, I mean, the Titans are the Titans. It's like we always have problems against the Titans. Yeah. You know, it's never it's, – we never really get an exception from the Titans. And with the first matchup of the year be going against them at home um, with Derrick Henry and all the units that they have, I feel like it'll be – I feel like it'll be a close one as well, honestly. You know, I don't see that one as being a, like, super easy W for either teams. Yeah, I'll take the Titans in Nashville. The Jaguars got to prove it. They got to show me in in that type of matchup. I mean, the Titans still have talent. I know Ryan Tannehill might not be the franchise quarterback everyone wants, but in that system with Derrick Henry running the football um, and and using play action and getting Tannehill on the move, um, you brought in Robert Woods from Los Angeles. You drafted Traylon Burks, which that's one of the interesting situations, um, replacing A.J. Brown, who went to Philly. Yeah, that was super interesting. So I would take the Titans in that one. I I want to take the Titans, but at the same time, I think I'd I'd rather take the Titans at the end of the season because we play them again at home week seventeen, and I would almost I almost see them beating us more at home than you know like the other way around. Just yeah. because in the past, I feel like every time I've gone to a Titans game, it's guaranteed L. Right yeah, at home, you know. Yeah, they have some fun in Jacksonville. They definitely do. So, mm-hmm. but week fourteen. Uh, we go to Dallas to play the Cowboys. This one is going to be a really cool game. Obviously, it's kind of like that one's in Jacksonville. 
Oh, this is yeah. in Jacksonville. You're yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, my bad. I read that wrong. No, it, you're this good. one is in Jacksonville, and this one's going to be super interesting because it's like um, with the, the Cowboys, they're kind of like fizz- – well, I mean, not I want to say fizzling out, but like they kind of had their stacked year where they had all their yeah, people on it. Now absolutely. they're starting yeah. to lose some of that talent, and I think this is a winnable game for the Jags. You know? Yeah, Amari Cooper is gone. Yeah. Uh, Michael Gallup's hurt right now. I, I think he'll be back for that. Um, he definitely should be, I would say, but how healthy is he at coming off the ACL? Yeah. But I do love Dak Prescott. I'm a fan of his game. I'm a fan of who he is. Um, I think they did a really good job last year um, improving their defense, kind of revamping that defense with with uh, the new defensive coordinator. And we'll see. That That's another really interesting one to me. I would I would call that one another coin flip Yeah. at, at this point. Um, I, I do think Peterson's a better coach than Mike McCarthy. and For sure. You know, I think you could take the Jaguars in that one. I'll yeah. do that. Yeah, I would do that as well. Yeah. yeah. So um, one of the most interesting games of the season is week 15 where the Jets – or we go to the Jets. Yeah. And this one is going to be super cool because it's um, – obviously you've got the super young quarterbacks going head-to-head, but just super young teams in general, you know. Both of them are stacked in certain places and, you know – lacking in others but i think that i think that this is a game that we could go to new york and win in my opinion i do too it's really intriguing because i think you know the jets were second they got zach wilson and and the jaguars first overall pick got trevor lawrence so those two quarterbacks are going to be compared forever yeah they faced off last year in new york the jets won that game yeah I, i don't think zach wilson looked overly impressive outside of the monster run that he had yeah. where the jaguars defenders were just like not trying to tackle him yeah exactly for whatever reason um but i think the jets have done as good of or maybe even better job of surrounding that quarterback with talent mm-hmm. um there's just there's a lot of talent on that team. They've done a good job drafting, a good job bringing in free agents. I think they have a better offensive line than the Jaguars do. I agree. Um, I do think Trevor Lawrence is a better football player, a lot better football player than Zach Wilson. Me too. Um, I do respect their head coach, Robert Sala. I like a lot of what the Jets have going on. I think it's going to be personal for Trevor. I think so too, yeah. He went up there last year, Jaguars – Kind of got their butt kicked. And oh, yeah. So that one, I think the Jags might be able to go up to New York and steal a win. I, that season. one would feel really good to win for sure, just as a fan, like yeah. going up there and being able to take that dub. Excuse me. So mm-hmm. week 16, we're going to Houston, and I don't think we should lose any game this season against Houston. Right. I think we should win both of them, to be honest with you. Now, that does not – always happen that is like it seems like that's almost never happened i don't think right. it's very rare that we beat any of the teams in our division twice in the same year right it's rare if we shoot over the past couple of years it's rare if we beat them once but um it's just kind of like it's it's going to be an interesting game you know it's like right at the end of the season i that's in my opinion that's when we should we have to win it's like, yeah you know like that's like a must win guarantee you got to get that one in yeah i think they'll i think they should sweep the texans this yeah, year yeah me too I, I just – I really do. And then week um, 17, Titans end the season in Jacksonville. Yeah, I already Same have thing. them losing at Tennessee. I, I It's so hard for me to pick the Jaguars against the Titans, not just from recent history, but, you know, 
dating back to the late 90s. The Jaguars were the best team in the NFL in 1999. They beat every team they played, except for the Titans. They lost to them three times. Yeah. Uh, that one's tough. That one's really tough. I would have to take the Titans. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I, they got to prove that they can beat them. And I think Doug Peterson will change a lot of the narratives, a lot of the way we feel about the Jaguars and the way people perceive the Jaguars. But against the Titans, you got to prove it. Yeah, exactly. Me. Yeah. And I'm, and like I said, like I'm, I'm a big Bama fan. So I love Derrick Henry and I know that he's an absolute fucking monster, dude. And that's one thing that the Jags have always struggled with is being able to, control that that what whoever the superstar is on the team just control him yeah and just slow him down a little bit the jags have always struggled with getting that one person just on the ground yeah i mean chris johnson back in the day before derrick henry yeah and it was it was eddie george before that yeah Yeah. it's it's been it's been a tough going for them for sure against the titans um so this season how what what's the what's the final record you think we're gonna have at the end of the year well, let's go back at? through this. I have wins against Washington or, you know, split the first yeah. two. So I think they start, I think they start two and two. Yeah. And then you get into the next ones. You you beat the Texans. You got five wins, beat the Giants. You got six wins, beat one of Broncos and Raiders. You've got seven wins is that right or no no no, 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 no i'm at five you're five wins because the two losses we got yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so we have two losses so far and five wins at week seven okay and then and then you get um one more win against broncos or raiders yeah and then one more l yeah and then i have three. losing to the chiefs losing to the ravens beating the lions so what you're at seven, seven wins seven and five yep and then losing to the titans seven and six I see us beating the Cowboys. Yeah. I think you probably split Cowboys and Jets. Yeah. So and then eight at, and eight and seven. Yeah. At yep. Texans is should be a win. Yep. So I, I have nine wins based on that. Yeah. I don't know if I feel like they're gonna win nine games. Yeah, and I and honestly I like I see us I mean if we went if we went five hundred this year, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah. You know, um, to be honest with you. I don't think that that should be the expectation. Like as a fan of the NFL, you should feel like your team has a shot to win, unless you're in a full rebuild, which the Jaguars are not. Yeah. They have an expensive roster. They have had a lot of talent. Trevor Lawrence is in his second year. Doug Peterson's in town. This is a team that should expect to win within the building, mm-hmm. and fans shouldn't just be, oh, well, we made improvement. This is good enough. Exactly, yeah. You need to really um, hold this team accountable, and they need to hold themselves accountable, in my opinion. Uh, they should be competitive week in and week out. I, I I know we just got the nine win total or whatever, but I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking it's going to be in between seven and nine. Okay, seven gotcha. and nine wins. Yeah, in that range. And you know, if they win nine, that's great. But I think you shouldn't exp- you shouldn't be satisfied with anything less than competing late in December for sure. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with and that. And if you miss the playoffs, but you're really close and you're really competitive, I think that's okay. Yeah. Um, But I, I just – I don't think that you should be satisfied think, with like six wins or seven I wins. I totally agree, and I think our division is also going to be a little tricky because obviously I think Houston kind of knows they're out of it, but the 
I think the Titans and the Colts are going to both be going into this season thinking, oh, yeah, we could win the division for yes, sure. Absolutely. And so it's going to make it competitive. It's going to make it a really interesting turnout. And I'm excited, man. Who are some breakout players that you see just kind of coming out of the shadows? This oh, year? man, there's there's a lot of guys that I think will play much better than they played last year. Uh, when you just look at Tyson Campbell, he really came on late down the stretch. The Jaguars second round pick at cornerback in 2021. Yep. He's been playing great football throughout training camp in the preseason. Andre Cisco, who was their third round pick safety he's been playing he's really stud, well man. Really one of my favorite him. players on the team me too for sure um i think etn will break out for you i think christian kirk is gonna really kind of silence some of the critics i hope so with, yeah with that 18 million dollar contract yeah and you can see in the preseason he's he's like he's a really aggressive player like which i like like he's real handsy and catches just about every pass i saw get yeah. thrown to him and um I can see that him and Trevor already have that like little chemistry together where they they're connecting well, you know, yeah. which I like. Yeah, and then I think ETN will break out for you, like I said, and uh, I think the X factor, the most interesting player on the team, is Evan Ingram. Really? Yes, because he has the talent to be a matchup nightmare. Uh huh. But he is not consistent with his hands. Very true. Yeah. So. I think you could see games where he's the best player on the field. Yeah. I think you could see games where you're very disappointed in what he puts out there. Yeah, for sure. So I like it, man. I um I, I love this conversation. I'm really I really appreciate you coming in here and giving us some insight on what you know because you're so smart with this shit, man. I can I appreciate I can talk that. Jags with you all fucking day, man, because it's 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 you know, my passion as well. I love the Jags and um as you saw when you walked in, my dog's name is Jack Nation. So oh, it's yeah. like we 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 have, we have Duval till we die around here, man. And um, let's go ahead and plug these people in. Where can where can these people you know hear more about the Jags? Yeah, so like for the instant updates, you'll want to follow me on Twitter at Jordan Delugo. Uh, that's where like as soon as news comes out, as soon as I see something in practice, whatever it may be, that's the first place you're gonna find it. Just my name at Jordan Delugo. Perfect. You can follow Generation Jaguar on Twitter at Generation Jag. Our Instagram is pretty big, although I'm not as interested as in, in Instagram as I used to be. I don't yeah. Know. It's just falling by the wayside for me a little bit. But our Instagram's yeah. big, Generation Jaguar. And of course, the website, genjag.com. You can find all of our videos, articles, and all of our merch as well, uh, which the merch is genjag.com slash shop. But if you go to the homepage, genjag.com. Yeah, and definitely, there. guys, please go check out um, genjag.com because it's like the merchandise you guys are putting out is crazy, bro. I love like the when you guys will do like little things with the players too, kind of like yeah. certain tees that'll be kind of like you know based off the player and stuff. I I love it. So got to choose um, the right player. Yeah, that's the thing is you got you got to choose a fan favorite. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. And um and I love it, man. I think I think you know my listeners, if you guys go check that out, you guys will definitely enjoy what you guys are putting out over there at genjack.com. Yeah, I actually just dropped a pre-order today, which I, I know people won't be watching this right now, but. Or yeah. maybe well, we, no, this we, was, we might have some people watching, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Lots we'll okay. of people in the live stream right now, but there will yeah. definitely be some. Um, this will be out in like a like six days from now, so Sweet. it'll be yeah. yeah. So yeah, perfect. that'll still be up, but it's like the old school leaping jaguar just on the front. Oh, I saw that. And yeah, then yeah. pretty big on the back, it says Duval. It's pretty sweet. I yeah. designed it because I wanted it. So, sweet. Yeah, you know, go check it out. how that goes, yeah. Get those pre-orders in there. Um, You know that everything he's making is stuff that he wants to wear himself, so you should want to wear it as well, man. <laughs> so, um, dude, like I said, I appreciate you coming in. This is a great conversation and yeah. um, hope to have you back on soon. Yeah, appreciate you having me, man. Thank you.